0: Hi, my name is Sean Shaler. That's my friend Chris Ford. It feels like it's been a very long time since we've talked to you. Hopefully you guys have still been watching our, our <laughs> sort of spinoff filler episodes. But as far as real human life, where we're actually present, we're here right now. This is a real timely, it is June 11th as we speak, and I'm very excited just to get back on the air, so to speak. And hey, Chris, how
1: you doing? I'm doing good, you know. Uh had a... Since the last time we talked, it was before I had three kids. I had two kids at that point. Now I have three kids. So <laughs> You made it that's... sound
0: like you <laughs> had all three kids at one time there first. Since
1: <laughs> yeah. so the last time we talked I've had yeah, I've had three kids, triplets, I guess. Um, yeah, so yeah, so everything's great. He's uh we've gotten down to like I think a pretty good sleep schedule and uh, I'm getting had to get in a normal amount of sleep that I got before, which wasn't a lot, but I'm fairly good at managing uh, I'm like five hours of sleep, <laughs> or six hours. I'm not. I don't. I don't get really much any more than that. So my own, uh, through my own, I don't know, workings and stuff.
0: I used to be so good at navigating not much sleep. I just didn't sleep as well either. Anyway, but like my roommate in college, we always felt like one of us was literally always up at all times, and I don't think it was that far off. And so in my head, I'm still that way. But then I watch my clock, and I'm like, "No, you like, I sleep a solid eight hours every night. It would kill me. It will kill me someday when I go back and I lose sleep over a child or something. I'll I'll be all amped, think I can handle it, and then it'll kill me. is probably what'll happen. But I'm excited for the day. I'm glad the baby's home. I'll tell,
1: I was telling you, I was telling you one day. Yeah, baby, baby's good and everything, great. Um, I was tell, I remember telling you one day that uh, that I got like an hour of sleep that day <laughs> and uh and you're, and you're like how can everybody take that i was like well you kind of kind of there's like an hour of this fatigue setting in and then after a while it just forgets that it's tired and just keeps going i forgot to tell you
0: that day so i've been on a mythbusters kick in my spare time it just makes good background noise and i don't have to pay attention to it but i love it love mythbusters and they did an yeah. episode and i remembered it one time where they studied like Sleeping is a on a like a crab boat or something like that, and sleeping in short bursts, like I want to say, is for ten minutes every hour or something like that, versus none at all, and like even the ten minutes every hour was like incrementally, undeniably Mm -hmm. like ten times as good as not sleeping at all. So it's like all right, maybe if he spreads his one hour out, maybe he's good. (laughs) Yeah. so no, I, did. I I confirmed <laughs> for I went and researched I do for a you minute. and you the, the other day. I, nah, I can't I can't take naps. But again, I'm I'm very spoiled at the moment. I don't usually have good reasons to take naps, like staying up with children or anything like that. <laughs> I'm impressed as good sleep schedule though. I didn't realize they at this young of an age that they uh, already kind of got into a schedule. I figured it took. I mean, months. Not like
1: he still wakes up like every he still wakes up like every three hours, but. But that's, at least, I mean, day.
0: that's three hours. That's great. Three. Yeah. <laughs> three is You're sleeping right now. Better than one. Mm-hmm. Is that we recorded at a slightly different time? And I couldn't mm-hmm. tell. I was like, maybe Chris just has the opportunity to sleep more tonight, and I'm interrupting it for a podcast. You know, like priorities. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, now that you finally got yeah, a spare okay. hour to yourself, what if we talk about television? My favorite. <laughs> Well, I'm glad. I'm glad everything is is going well so far. I'm glad we get to be back here and talk. Um, I imagine we'll still have a couple like off off and on weeks over the next couple of weeks, but uh, pretty excited to get back behind a microphone, dude. Uh, what you been up to this week? What's your week look like?
1: Uh, just just working from home again. I'll be working from home until like July twenty something at at least. And uh, yeah, I'm just taking care of new boy and taking care of two other kids. We're still doing, you know, some quarantining. We don't go out all that much. But so I'm back to doing like old habits, like going to stock. And uh, I've been trying to go to Hot Topic and get the Cora Chase pop. <laughs> because I realized <laughs> I didn't even know I have the Aing Alvatar State Chase pop, which is worth like three hundred dollars now. What? That's wild. Just Yeah. It's the think one I almost auctioned that off. <laughs> Is the one a hot, hot topic? Is that like an exclusive one?
0: I, I don't, I'm not familiar enough with pops. Is it yeah. an exclusive to Hot Topic? That's yes. It's <laughs> outrageous. It's crazy
1: to me. But as yeah, hey. so I, I keep calling them, like, "Hey, do you have Legend of core pops yet?" Oh, I like, know we don't. <laughs> okay.
0: I was offended <laughs> as a woman. <laughs> I'm <laughs> a proud Asian American woman.
1: Hey, lady, we'll tell you when we get. <laughs> Adam of family's of Adam's family values. That's the John
0: Mulaney was. joke. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, now that we got our John Mulaney quota out of the way, <laughs> um, I still I still been kind of quarantined and paranoid in almost every way. But I missed going out to eat a lot, so we've been going out to eat like a shameless like oh well we're supporting the local economy you know got to pitch in and and <laughs> go to this there's like a Mexican restaurant down the road. I feel like we go there like twice a week now. It's bad. No, I mean it's good. It's delicious, but it's the terrible habit. I totally interrupted your week to talk about my
1: favorite taco place also a little bit. That's pretty much my week besides, you know, things going outside the world, but uh, we'll get into a little bit more of that later. (laughs) Breaking into the deeper
0: stuff. Same, I've been working inside and going out to eat. I haven't broken all the old habits uh, yet, but I am fixing for like a big, like a video game spend. I I haven't been able to go out and buy stuff like I do. It's about time, but I'll get there. It'll, It'll come. I'm a little paranoid. Let's talk about news, or I think maybe we should put like news in quotations. I think it's fair. <laughs> yeah. Just be careful what you mean. Yes, av-
1: but in this case, it's fun, true, so yeah. let's do it. Yes. So, Avatar Netflix news. So, oh, we should say congratulations to Avatar, Last Airbender. 15 year old show, number one on Netflix for like two or three weeks in a row it's
0: it's the first thing that shows up on my Netflix and that's only awesome because yeah. it's not my Netflix, I share it with somebody else so that means that that other person
1: also <laughs> has to see it every time they log in I'm like, yeah yeah, I didn't do that and it, yeah, there's whole new things of fans you know, my channel's growing a little bit more even though I haven't given it as much attention <laughs> lately but uh, I think just more people are listening to just tell you upload one episode a week at a minimum, <laughs> <Bare> minimum. <laughs> yeah um. Yeah. yeah, Avatar is number one again, and, and it's weird. Like the most random. Everyone, you know, everyone tries to jump on trends, right? So now everyone's into Avatar, um, which is I feel I sound, I sound <laughs> like you a sound man. like a bully, a <laughs> man. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa you think Avatar's your show now? <laughs> I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't think of another show as the best show of all time until I was... Well, I still don't Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But, still think it's the best show. It is funny, Uh, because I keep
0: seeing memes, and it always comes back to Iroh just being like, be nice to everybody and let everybody love
1: it, or whatever. Iroh always saves everything. Random websites who did not give a crap about Avatar cartoons, really. Like, Men's Health. I've seen three articles on men's health about Avatar The Last Airbender in the last, like, two weeks. Like, what what are y'all doing?
0: I don't know what the the segue is into men's health, but good work, Avatar, I
1: guess. Yeah. (laughs) And then Screen Rant, and I'm just like... One thing I don't like Screen Rant, they got garbage stories and stuff. (laughs) But, anyway. um, Congratulations, Avatar, Avatar,
0: and we're, we're jacked that everybody is... Is watching it again. It's crazy because, like, we're gonna talk about Avatar, and then I was thinking about this the other day. Is like, we're gonna talk about Avatar. We're gonna talk about Korra, and then I genuinely hope that our talks about Korra are interrupted by live action Avatar. Like,
1: we're gonna hit the yeah. the, the pinnacle. It's gonna be great. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I've been, so I didn't mention before. I've been working on a uh, video for live action Korra, and I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about the cast put together. As if. I, as if it's actually going to <laughs> do something.
0: Maybe you'll Maybe. spark
1: the idea. You will start the movement. Yeah. yeah, I feel more confident about this casting because one thing—they're not all the kids and all not going to grow. Um, That's
0: true. Is, I, so it's so though.
1: weird. I feel like I feel like I, I cast this one girl as Asami and I realized that she she was like somewhat. Uh, um, she had some some issues with her. She was uh, controversial, right? <laughs> Her name is Kelsey Chow. I cast her as a Sami, and then I realized that she was in a couple of these other movies playing a. Uh... Sorry, I heard the baby crying. Anyway, so um. You can hear that through a saw headphone. That she... That's like a super dad skill, right? That's amazing. <laughs> I saw that she was in some. She's she's half Asian, like half white. But I saw that she was in some other movies playing like Native Americans, and I thought, man, that's weird. And then I looked it up, and like there's other Native American actors who're just like that's not right she shouldn't be doing that and then like one of those native american actors i casted another role in in it and i was like well now i can't have this girl in this like she's the cast isn't going to get well get along together none of them are going to like her it individually it made sense but when you brought it together it just fell apart yeah i was like all right i gotta recast her
0: sorry you're out you didn't make the cut because of chemistry that's good you're thinking like a basketball coach and i like that approach I, uh, your first casting video did really well too. So that's pretty exciting, especially that it did really well. What two years ago? Well, now Avatar is number feels one. Feels like two show. years ago. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's pretty. That is fantastic. I look forward to watching your cast video and googling every single name that shows up. Is it seriously? Is there Which one is name in there?
1: Is there a single person in there that I'm going to recognize? I think so but yeah there's a lot it's really interesting I mean, the thing i loved about doing the avatar one was that i learned a lot about um a lot of uh asian actors because avatar you know spans a lot of the uh it's influence of a lot of asian culture and everything and one thing i realized the big difference between legend of Korra and avatar is, is that legend of Korra doesn't have nearly as much asian influence i mean if you think about the books book one takes place in republic city and so that's There's some Asian influence there, but it's, you know, it's they come away in technology. It's not like older Asian influence.
0: It's maybe more
1: like homogenous and mixed with everything. Yeah. Yeah, mixed with 1920s United States, stuff like that. Um, And then book two takes place in the South Pole and the North Pole and the Spirit World. And so a lot of that has more, uh, you know, water tribes are more influenced by indigenous cultures, Native Americans. Other Inuits, other Indigenous people, and then book three is more globe trotting again. And the book, um, but then we have a lot. You know, there's just a lot more uh, Indigenous cultures and Native American thing culture influence in Korra, which makes sense. Korra, you know, the Water Tribes are more depicted as that than say Aang, who's more depicted as like a a monk. Um, so that's one of the random. Mm-hmm like, I looked at the cast, like, man, this cast, like, I've looked up, you know, so many Native American actors, um, which is great. You know, learning a lot more about them. (laughs) So, uh,
0: that, now I'm just curious, because even when I see a face that I recognize in your video, I'll see a face and I'll be like, I know that guy from, and then I won't know what I know him from, so I'll still have to Google this name that I vaguely remember and just go through IMDb every time. But I will learn... I will learn a lot when I watch your video. I will broaden my cinematic knowledge. And that's good for me. Maybe. It may not be. But it... Uh, I forgot
1: where I was going with this. Oh, the, the actual article that you found. Yes. Yeah, so back to Avatar <laughs> Netflix news from Avatar Last Airbender. So there's been this recent news from, <laughs> from the website We Got This Covered, which usually they do not have it covered. Um, they're not <laughs> the most reputable <laughs> website. They're they're a uh, popular website, but they're like, that was like <laughs> it was like a John Mulaney joke in itself. like which they did not have it covered. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, so they they mentioned this article pretty much says Netflix live-action Avatar: Last Airbender reportedly features LGBT characters. Um, so it says according to sources close to WGTC, which is the Acronym for we got this covered, this, the same ones who told us that the Snyder Cut of Justice League is coming to HBO Max and Percy Jackson TV series is in development. Netflix live-action Avatar: air, Airbender adaption will allegedly feature not one but several original LGBT characters. Uh, anyway, and it goes on to say, you know, of course, you know, the universe isn't isn't um, no stranger to diversity because. The Last Airbender featured a multitude of strong female characters, and Lesbian Core of, of course, featured um, lesbian characters and stuff like that. But, so I would, I really would take, I really believe that this will happen, but I take it, I don't believe them, <laughs> I guess. It'll Just from, happen,
0: but not because they said so.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, the other stuff they said that they claim is their, I don't know, their proof that stuff was it's like yeah you know you shoot something's gonna stick you throw enough crap at the wall something's gonna stick
0: we all been asking for the Snyder Cut like we knew it was coming eventually
1: yeah yeah that was like months I think people were talking about Snyder Cut in November like yeah it's gonna happen and so like with regards to this me knowing and following Mike and Brian they are very progressive minded um, you know, they, 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 uh, they really don't care about other people's opinions. Like they'll do things because they feel they want to do it. Um, you know, same, they did it with Legend of Korra featuring a, a lesbian character as your main character in a Y7 TV kids show was unheard of. They, they set new ground and granted they did it in a very kind of timid way. Um, but it, nonetheless, it was, it, was, it was canon. It was done, and so now they don't have those same shackles as a Y Seven Kids program. And even if they did, like even if they were doing a Y Seven Kids program today, they could still do it. But now they're on Netflix. It's live action. I totally see them adding in characters within the LGBTQ community. The thing is, I don't think that they would just make like a side character one. I think they would possibly change a current main character to one because i don't see them as being like oh we need to have someone you know just be a, a token one i think they're more so of the mind of like no oh, we can just make one of our main characters one or just not a newly established character and you, the thing about mike and brian is that they do not care if they offend people <laughs> or anything well and um, yeah
0: i, I do there, the wording in there was kind of strange to me because um, it said, what was it, like something like original characters so yeah, um, that that makes and this is one of those times where it's like they probably don't know what they're talking about so I'm not going to read anything into <laughs> it because that yeah. sounds like it's that almost sounds like it's not even a side character it sounds like they're just going to invent a is new character a- and be like, this one's gay and then just put it in there, Yeah. but that's way less fun and I also don't believe that that's how they would <laughs> go about it it's way more fun to try to decide which of the main characters they would uh, they would pick to to make changes to essentially, but uh, yeah, which we can incorporate into our larger our larger discussion this week if you would care. Yeah,
1: Is that's what co- that's exactly what I want to do. Uh, so I figure we'll go character some of the main characters on who they you know, who they might change their uh, sexual orientation to. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, let's take off the ones I, I think won't be it. Uh, first of all, I think Aang won't be it because <laughs> Mike and Brian shipped the crap out of Katang, <laughs> and I don't think they'll want any type of. I think if anything, with this Netflix show, it will strengthen Katang and like make other things weaker. Because <laughs> <Chris>, you <laughs> just five. scared
0: away our two listeners. They're both gone, know, Jamie I'm and whoever sorry.
1: else. They're 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 gone
0: now. Yeah,
1: they're. Trust me, this the live action show's not going to make zutara happen like i've seen so many people like the show's already perfect the only way they can make it they might as well just make zutara happen to make it different so i'm like that's not gonna you, stop, not gonna it. you stop it you stop it fans yeah so i, I don't think ang would i don't think they'll change ang at all
0: it would be hard to picture and yet if they did it it'd be like you know what good Good job. But no, I don't think they will happen. I don't think it'll happen. It would just be a pretty amazing wild change if they did.
1: So then you move to Katara because of because the whole Katara thing. I don't think they will change Katara either. Um, um, there's so much of that that like
0: I'm trying to think of canon and maybe they don't care about it as much as I think that they do. And so it's kind of hard for me to decide, like, well, are they, would they say that the Netflix is canon over the cartoon, or like, which one would be, which one would supersede the other? I'm trying to weigh in my mind, like, how much they would care. And the answer is, they probably wouldn't. They'll probably do what feels artistically appealing to them, and then yeah, not, I don't think, not I don't care think so much about what canon. is and isn't canon. But like, cause, I'm like well, I'm saying, it, like, if, canon if you so make if you make Katara they... lesbian, it would change so such a big chunk of the canon but you know, maybe they don't care. Maybe it yeah. didn't matter, but I, I would still
1: say they probably wouldn't. I think they love the characters they made. And so I don't think they would, they love Aang and Katara's kids, Bumi, Tenzin, Kaya. And so I don't think they, I mean, granted Katara could still be lesbian and she can still be bi and have kids bang and stuff, but you can't really explore that when they got together at, 12 and 14 and pretty much stayed together the rest of their, their life. So I don't think... Um, in order for those three to be born, Kaya, Tenzin, and Bumi, I don't think they deviate from being together. And at that point, why even make... You'd just be putting a tag on Katara and not kind of exploring it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and then we get to Sokka. is an interesting one because... Canon-wise, it wouldn't change anything because he doesn't have kids or or anything. Like we don't know that much about Sokka after the events of of the war and everything like that. Besides what the comic books tell us, the only reason why I think they wouldn't because I feel like Sokka's <laughs> Sokka's whole character is like more of a ladies' man, like, and he's kind of misogynistic to start it off with, and I don't think he would kind of be that way. If you know, if if he was gay, um, and yeah, you know, he's <laughs> you, you think you imagine like all the girls Asaka was attracted to in the series. He's just uh like, there was,
0: compensating uh, for conflicted feelings, Chris.
1: Uh I mean, uh, I mean there was Suki, Ua, he even smiled at Tylee, All the girls in that class <laughs> he even smiled at um, Tailee. <laughs>
0: that's not
1: a basis of evidence (laughs) no it was no it it wasn't it was a smile like oh she's cute type of smile it wasn't just like a a smile smile it was a smile and a friendly wave that's okay I'll give it to you that's fine Mm
0: -hmm. I I would just you know if if Katara and Aang are like you know when we did the ship it we did like absolutely maybe and then probably or something like that I don't remember how we word it but it's like, uh, I'd put, I'd at least put Sokka in the middle. Like, it's very very plausible. Um, it would not Dude. seem to have a, it would not seem to have, like, serious unintended consequences later on in canon. So, I would at least say it's plausible.
1: <laughs> it's funny. I, I just, <laughs> on, my, on my tablet, and I just saw a comment come up. I, I got notifications. I get YouTube comment notifications. And it's from the random person said, Y'all seriously ship in Zutaro when Zuka is right there? Which Zuka is the Sokka and Zuko
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which I was hoping Zuko would be the next one because of all the ships so, that I had never thought about during that episode, that one was probably the, the most fun or the most interesting uh, to think about. Other than maybe Tylee right, so and Mae.
1: So on to Zuko. I could so, even though Zuko has a, a daughter, um, named uh Izumi, I could totally see that still happening within Zuko realizing like well, oh, you know, I'm 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 bi, I'm into lots of things. Although I don't know when you explore that in the show. Um and the only reason I'd say they could be Zuko is because I feel like Mike and Brian don't might not just want a side character to uh, to begin. They might want like a main character, and I feel like Zuko could could fit that mold. Like, oh, we don't know if Zuko ever got married or not. We just know he had a kid, and it would support a theory that I'm starting to really like that Azula is the mother of Izumi. No, no weird cut, no weird sudden stuff, but that <laughs> Azula that he adopted her from Azula. Interesting.
0: That. Hold on, I gotta wrap my mind around this for a second. Who who would Azula? Who would the father be? Because I don't know. Azula would have already Chan. been like West Chan. What a <laughs> moron! because she would have already been like well out of her out of her marbles. Uh, but then again, I'm not very far into yeah. comics, so I don't know enough about her eventual fate to to have any dispute with that. But I would, I would at a minimum, say I would have... Not only would I have no issue, but I would be wildly entertained to see Zuka become a thing in the Netflix series. I don't think that's how they would do it, even if it is uh, Zuko and Sokka and or whatever. I don't think that's how they would do it so much as, you know, Zuko is going through much, like, so much emotional turmoil throughout the whole series. It, it seems to me like it would be pretty easy to explore, like... Uh, sexuality confusion or um, you know, trying to get in touch with his own feelings in there as well like he said I could see that and I I would be entertained by Zuko but in general yeah I'll give Zuko at least a plausible
1: and one of the other reasons why I think it could be a boy character is I feel like it's a little cliche for girls to be uh, I feel like girl. I feel like gays portrayed in media are more likely to be girls and guys. I feel like that's, for some reason, that's some weird... You said more likely not...
0: for girls than guys?
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean think about Korra, Asami, um, She-Ra has a lot of depictions of it. I don't want to ruin she for anybody who hasn't finished it yet. Great show. Um, there's Supergirl. Um, it's, it seems like something that's more... Um, associated with female characters, and I don't. My guess and the reason that is is that they think the male ego can't handle that, and maybe some male egos can't handle that. They can't for some reason um, like, relate to a character who who's not who's not attracted to the opposite sets. That wouldn't surprise um, me. And so they're
0: like, "Hey, I can relate to Cora." She's you know, <laughs> I I could see I could see men being like a uh, like the male audience within the target audiences being like a, a more stubborn or more finicky audience <laughs> maybe um, I don't know you present good examples but uh, even then I you know that's a narrow scope right we we're just talking we just talked about anime I don't know what Shira is
1: um but Shira and the Princess Shira the Princess of Power it's like he he uh, he man but oh. Shira has on cartoons on Netflix. I did Pretty see good that on Netflix,
0: I haven't actually. You know, I I personally find He Man uh, a horrible TV show because it came from toys, right? Anything that started as a toy became a TV show for the most part is bad. But um, I'm surprised that you say it's good. I'll have to watch it at some point.
1: I liked it a lot. It got, it,
0: it got better. Is what we, do, we do have a limited scope to work with. Um, that you've mentioned there, but it is fair that I, it's much easier for me to think of lesbian uh, lesbian female characters than gay male characters.
1: Could be something to it. Um, and then, so a couple other characters. Actually, they could totally make Zula and Tylee a thing. That was probably very plausible. Because I, thought I think their do, stories...
0: I, I thought we wanted uh, May and Tylee. I thought that was where we were all getting... I mean, real. hey,
1: that's, I, I like that ship better. But That's a really interesting ship to me. I, don't know. I, I like that ship better. But uh, I just think the azula Ty Lee thing makes the trail hurt even more.
0: That's true. To have a strong uh, instant story impact at a key moment, that'd be pretty exciting.
1: Yeah. Um, um, let's see. Um, and then those are pretty much the only main characters I think they would consider... Side characters, I mean, I think they'll be perfectly fine switching. Uh, we didn't, with...
0: we didn't mention Oh, we haven't Toph. talked about Toph. Yeah, i got to talk about yeah, Toph sorry. still, because that seems um, like a
1: plausible to me. I think so, too. Um, because, you know, she Toph raised both of her daughters on her own. It makes sense, story-wise, that she's, she never got married to any of those guys, and she was just blinding into them. It seems, uh, It seems. Yeah. It seems like it would be,
0: again, another one where you could easily do it to where it both had an impact on the story you were telling in the way that they meant it to but without sort of disrupting larger canon so yeah i'd say that seems seems very plausible man jamie should have been here for this she'd have ideas that we're not even thinking of she'd be i thought about waiting um but I was like, let's just go ahead and it's fairly
1: makes a new story now
0: and it's timely, and there's other things we're going to tie in that are timely. But I do yeah. like—I almost feel like a twinge of guilt for talking about it without her. But I know uh, <laughs> other other main characters. You know, we've talked uh, about Air Nomads. I can't wait
1: to, can't wait to message her and, and tell her that, like, hey, we spent a whole segment. <laughs> of The
0: reason just just shipping, just shipping people. It's great, and you missed it. Uh, we talked to before. You mentioned, I think, is in a book about like air mad, air nomad society being more open. So, I was trying to think yeah. of like what would be an intro, like an interesting cultural story to tell along with it. And so, uh, again, I don't know enough about their histories, but like, all right, well, would it be really sort of jarring to see Zuko be gay culturally? Um, and uh, his status yeah, within,
1: yeah. within the Fire Nation it would be, uh, Fire Lord Sozen outlawed same-sex relationships no kidding like it's like yeah it's in uh turf wars when kaya goes over all the nations so yeah that would be uh, that would be a story point that alone could be like enough
0: sort of fuel like hey well zuko's already sort of the antithesis to all these other things fire nation why not why not tack on one more um just kind of going through all those in my mind like all right well what about Toph would be another one uh, where it seems Earth like Kingdom, family status. Earth Kingdom
1: was really yeah, family status. Yeah. Earth Kingdom was stubborn also. Uh, Kyoshi had to like fight you know, for for you know the rights because you know Kyoshi was by. Um yeah, and they mentioned how how Kyoshi couldn't necessarily make all the change that she wanted to make. And she also wasn't
0: in, like, a wealthy diplomat family. And she was also the Avatar, which is, like, two more good reasons to not bother her about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, it seems to lend maybe more potential to Toph. Just, I don't want to call it, like, breaking down a barrier or at least defying
1: expectations, I guess. Yeah, and Water Tribes were, like, fine with it. But they are like, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> like, because Water Tribe is so enriched uh, in, in and engulfed in their culture and their trad- traditions and everything. They don't like things changing their traditions. You know, as we see with Master Paku, mm-hmm. right? He didn't want to train a girl. I wonder
0: if, uh, if you could point any fingers at like, well, uh, again, I wish, I wish I had more evidence. I need to make it all the way through the comics. I've only got through the search and the promise, but to gather some of this information is like, well, I think the most progressive groups of any of these would be like in cases where, they were more sort of separate from one another or split off from one another where they had chance to develop at different rates and different ways um something like well the earth kingdom is huge there's surely parts of the earth kingdom where it's uh, it's more common or more accepted or whatever um yeah i, I, yeah, I mean there's different culture yeah different cultures all around the earth kingdom within the earth it's, it's a huge place so that's kind of fun to just sit here rolling through my head on which ones would sort of be the most controversial and therefore the most entertaining to us as an audience so yeah, that that's kind of lightened the pun intended. Lightened my fire for voting Zuko as being highly highly plausible, or at least wanting to be possible. If I had to, to make a
1: bet, it would it would be Zuko, just I because kinda... I don't think they would want to make some random side character that. And I think they already made you know, a female character gay with Korra, and so they would do it with with the with the male character. And Sokka is. I mean that goes a little bit too much against Sokka's uh, character, but I think it fits well with,
0: with Zuko. It does go against Sokka's character, but it's another one where it's like, oh, well, you know, it's... You could do it. Yeah, it know. happens in real life that side. way, too, I suppose, yeah. Um, I, I gotta be honest, I don't even know if you could change the character that much. I think you could even get away with just... Human personality is, is hard to rein in sometimes, or hard to, that sounded bad, hard to understand sometimes or wrap my mind around sometimes, but... Either one. So the best part about Zuko would be like, what a way to come back at the uh, <laughs> the, the Zutara fans. <laughs> 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 oh, you yeah. guys want us to do something different with Zuko and his relationships? Okay, well we got an idea. You guys are gonna love this. <laughs> oh, that would be
1: that would be amazing. Uh, we, we love you guys, Zutara fans. We do. You've whoever ever taking jabs, they're friendly jabs, Chris. <laughs>
0: You and I don't like always get along on things, but what I love about the Zutara is it's one of the few things that we like both sort of cling to pretty pretty hard uh, in the against it way, and so, I don't know, it's, it's unifying on the podcast, but
1: yes. Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you that someone else also liked the podcast name, The Great Divide.
0: <sighs> I want to change my name to it so bad. We've done so much work, but I'm like, oh, it's whatever, I don't know. Could happen. What? We'll, we'll someone, think about someone's gonna like, will think of like. We're that... going to change our
1: name. If someone years from now, they going to find our podcast and they'll say, like, The Great Divide, but they'll listen to episode one they'll be like, Welcome to the Alistair Labs Last Podcasters. like, did, did The Great Divide just steal all of their. <laughs> <podcasts> <laughs> they just set their computer on
0: fire and just leave the room. That's a. I'm I am torn because I always believe that kind of brand consistency is is important, but at the same time, that is such a great podcast name. I think we should let our ten fans decide all ten of them. Now I keep you know I always make jokes about that, but our Facebook page is a few hundred likes. I'm impressed. Yeah, every time I no, look uh, it.
1: yeah, I meant to, I forgot to say that. Yeah, thanks for anyone who's uh, you know liking and following our Facebook page. We are up to like 512 follows on Facebook. And so that, uh, like, that's people going out of their
0: actual way to like because not like we're advertising yeah. it. It's not popping up in their feed. People are finding other ways and reasons to go there and voluntarily click like, and that makes me pretty flattered. Thank you very much, everybody.
1: Yeah. No. And uh, yeah, and thanks for anybody who subscribed lately. I passed three thousand subscribers like a week ago. So, you owe yeah, them a for, new video, uh, Chris. You owe them. I do. I'm working on one, like I mentioned before. So
0: I'm excited to see them. Uh, so, on the on the live action changes, we we got through one portion, but I think you had another suggestion, another direction you wanted to potentially bring up.
1: Yeah, so we're going to talk about a couple other live possible live action changes. And so we talked about changing uh, characters' sexual orientation, but there's another factor of changing characters, that's changing uh, races of characters or um, things like that. And, and let me... Before I say this, uh, after *Aladdin*, *Bender*—very diverse show. Um, you know, they pretty much have representation of every race except for white and black people. <laughs> Although I can make the case that there's like one random black person I saw throughout the show. who was like one of those Aangs, who uh, was that who tried to pretend to be him to get on to to boxing set. Okay. besides that, you know, they have uh, you know Native American culture represented, Inuits, uh, Indigenous people so many parts of asia and not just eastern asia but western asia um even some northern african uh, which they're black too i'm not gonna even if they don't even if people have an idea um and uh um you know and so many other places do you think that the asian influence
0: is is that the source of the Asian influence is to like tie some of the martial artistry into the bending styles or is there another reason or maybe no reason whatsoever?
1: Honestly <laughs> I, I posted recently like Avatar is freaking miracle honestly like two of the whitest guys from America <laughs> made a show about Asian philosophies and martial arts and, and other cultures and and they per and they didn't even you know they they could have done what other people do and put you know white characters in no positions you know you always have like a white savior character and like random things like Last Samurai or and other stuff and they didn't everybody is they...
0: diverse but then Aang is white and that's the show right there no <laughs> yeah. think of how how much meaning could have gone out the window with something that small though they did such a thorough detailed job of making it diverse yeah.
1: Um, and uh, yeah I was just saying how much and like how much respect they, and, and love they showed towards it like they took they took their time like think about them episode about clearing the chakras about his chakras like that is some direct stuff from that uh, belief and that, uh, philosophies um, like man Avatar really is like a miracle show and it was on Nickelodeon <laughs> a show about genocide and war and stuff like
0: that i'm i, I like Which nickelodeon like? but nickelodeon maybe didn't deserve avatar
1: they didn't it's to me it's more of a cartoon network show like cartoon network would push the boundaries on some other shows they do like usually do they...
0: not in such respectful directions but yeah they do um and again even down to you know having distinct martial artistries tied to bending styles, like. There's a lot of effort in there that could have easily just been sort of washed over with crappy animation.
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, the whole show really starts with I forget which one of them was watching a documentary on people, on like Inuit people chopping at ice, and people come in and like invading them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well these will be the water people, and these will be the fire people," and then like, well might as well add some earth and some air people, <laughs> and then it went from there. So really, it started all off with. The Inuit culture, surprisingly. But, uh, but my point being, that I was getting to before, like, what if they changed, pretty much what if they added, like, black or white people there? Specifically, what if they added black people there? And the only reason why I say this is because of uh, recent things going on in, in our world, and granted, and uh, and some words from, from Brian K- Konietzko. Like I should say it, I think. Um, just about everything going on. So if you don't know, haven't paying attention to the United States. if you're if you're like from out of the if you live outside of the United States and you're looking at the news, things probably seem really dire. And things are a little dire to a certain point, but it looks like a war zone a lot here. Like when I watch like protesters and like China or something, I'm like, man, that looks rough. And then I'm watching protesters here and I'm like, holy crap, That, that also yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I can't imagine from the outside looking in how terrible we look, and for good part we should look terrible. Like I'm not, I'm not proud of of, of seeing cops mow over people and, and and protesters. I'm not proud of cops throwing over an old man, watching them bleed out, and keep walking. Um. Anyway, back to back to what I was saying before. Um. So United States, a lot of stuff is happening. Um. You no. Know, there's always, you know, been tension and, you know, we're dealing with the global pandemic, we're all in our houses and just, there's just been like a, a domino effect of things happening. Um, you know, you had that person who's killed, just jogging, black guy who was killed, just jogging. Um, you had the, the white woman calling the cops with a black guy who's watching, and she knew exactly what she was doing. Like her words were like, I'm a, Call the cop and say, an African American male is harassing me, threatening me my life. He's just bird birdwatching. Um, and then George Floyd being killed on, on camera. Uh, and uh, and so, like, you know, these things happen, um, but these things haven't had the same effect that they've had before. And so we've seen mass protests across the United States. You know, uh, most, of the most part, they're all. Piece of protests. There's a small part of this violent protest. but you, you feel this. I feel a, a good sense in the air that things are like changing. Like, I feel like I really feel like that video. Like it was it was one of the only videos that I think really made a lot of white America just look and be like, "Holy crap!" Like people, black people are telling us this whole time is is true. This man was lying on the ground and off has a neck on him. He's just you die right in front of us. I think the um, the, the,
0: cl- like for- the sort of closeness, you know, in previous videos of incidents where there have been video. You know, thank heavens we have such easy access to video now. Or how much of this stuff, you know, still goes undocumented. But something about like the the kind of close intimacy of the video, like how just it's literally much closer. Um, it's clear. It's long, and it just makes it uh, much harder for anyone to ignore and just look past. Yeah. finally finally
1: yeah which is like for, for me like that video it, it, was, it was hard to watch definitely that without, without a doubt but it was, it was another video like i didn't feel any because i because i don't need additional proof i didn't and i'm not saying you did or not I, I don't like anytime i see a cop killing a black person or anyone any black person getting killed on the news i'm like well there's racism involved. It's, Whether it's, it's not a new racism, revelation to you over. or yeah. you like
0: having your, your come to Jesus moment or
1: something. Yeah. Um, like I've always been vocal and active, uh, you know, against these things. Um, you know, it didn't take that video to do it. Um, but I do think for a large majority of, of, you know, white people joining that movement now, speaking up, that, that video didn't. And I watched the service of... Uh, and Reverend Al uh, Sharpton talked about it, and he was like, you know, George was a normal guy, you know, and God uses, you know, God would use, uh, you know, situations, and he'll, he'll make good from evil, right? And he uh, was like, you know, George was a normal person, you know, if he was, you know, rich or famous, you know, people would think that we're all making a big a lot of it because he's rich and famous but no he's just a regular everyday black person like that's uh and so seeing people's reactions to that that makes the the impact feel even greater um and uh yeah so i'm just seeing a lot more seeing like way more vocal support seeing way more people not shy about you know saying black lives matter before it was just like a oh no you only say black lives matter if you just really on it like now I'm seeing way more people you know and companies are coming out doing it the NFL had an apology <laughs> about uh and Colin
0: Kaepernick a, a, and so a, I have a, a weird kind of a light apology in my opinion but what it like it was yes it was a real apology but a light apology I I just want yeah. to jump in real quick and say that I actually think uh, I'm not trying to paint the the pandemic any kind of silver lining but I think it helps that we were all I mean we all been stuck at home. Uh, yeah. Social media activity during the pandemic across all the major social mediums was at an all-time high, and so when this video came out and hit it, I mean, it hit everybody all at once. Um, and so, in in that sense, that was a a boon for this this movement, this momentum
1: that has been gained. Yeah, and uh, and the reason why I'm talking about it here, <laughs> um, I mean, not only because I'm I'm black and I go through these things. Like, every black person has a story about the type of racial injustice done to them. That's, like, every black person has a story where they're, like, two degrees away from being killed by the police. Mm-hmm. Or shot at, like... I had a story one time of this guy accused me and my friends of stealing his lawnmower. He threatened to call the cops. He was really, like, cursing at us and everything. And, like, we didn't... We just came back from the park. <laughs> like, that's where we were at. This white dude. He's like, I got witnesses... And then the neighbor is like, "Yeah, we saw them 3 and We're like, "What? What the heck? That's not us." And this other person came out. It was like, "No, this little white boy stole it. In fact, he hid it over here, and they went and found it." Like, how? How are there witnesses to say that we did this?
0: Thank God like, that the mower was found. Just so you can see yeah. that being the type of thing that could have incited a lot of a lot of problems and a lot of issues.
1: Yeah, imagine him. You know, like I said, We're like two or three degrees away from getting a terrible altercation. Imagine that guy it.
0: hanging on to that conviction and not having found the lawnmower or any reason not to believe that other person. Yeah.
1: Um, and so again, reason why I'm talking about it here. Cause Mike, like I mentioned before, Mike and Brian are, are really progressive and I feel like they feel like they haven't done enough. I only get that sense because I'm going to read Mike's words here. He says on Instagram, that dear fellow white people, <laughs> which uh, I, I've been loving how how uh, direct people have been lately with us. It says we can't continue to ignore the racial oppression that we benefit from. One by one, we have to use our privilege to help dismantle the oppressive system on side until we aren't privileged anymore. But in order to do so, we need to be vocal and we need to pick sides publicly and privately. If you're worried that staying up for other humans who receive the same rights, freedoms, and protections that we do will put a target on your back attracting the kinds of trolls, white supremacists, and their apologists, which in the end is the same thing, who will undoubtedly be spewing their attacks, lies, and warped justifications for racism? In the comments below and on any post of mine to follow, keep in mind that we as white people have the luxury of putting a tiny, inconvenient target on our backs when we choose to. Black people don't have that luxury. They don't get to make the choice. They are profiled, targeted, marginalized, terrorized, brutalized, unfairly incarcerated, and murdered in broad daylights in the United States without recourse to justice, just for existing as themselves. And don't use the looting erupting in the protest as a lazy dismissal of the system. systemic racial oppression and domestic terrorism, releases this kind of unrest. <clears throat> uh, let me so try to imagine. Um, <clears throat> Before you express shock and dismay at people disrespecting property, stop and try to imagine what it must feel like for your society to have no respect for and to place no value on your very life. Try to imagine being trapped in a system so degrading and deliberately unfair that it would drive people to riot in the streets just to be heard. If you're white like I am, you don't have to try these things, you get to choose to. And even then, all we can do is imagine it. But if you endeavor to be a good person, if you claim to be a decent human being, you do have to try. And no, I don't condone violence, but that's easy for me to say. My back isn't against the wall; I'm not being threatened. But you know who does condone incite violence? Trump. Anyway, we'll go into um, go into some other things, which I just completely agree with. Um, and then he says, um, "Listen, learn, accept We are all inherently guilty change this is part of growing up of evolving and improving as a person the fairy tale we were fed growing up in white america creates a very real very destructive and very deadly reality for millions of our fellow citizens and humans stand up for what is right what is obvious own up to our own biases and complicity hold those in, in our families workplaces and communities accountable for their passive and active racism educate yourself, learn how to be a good ally to the oppressed. We're going to mess up along the way, even with the best intentions. We'll make mistakes and we'll get called out for our ignorance. No one enjoys that, but we deserve it. We are ignorant and that's part of learning we need to do. And that's the minuscule burden to bear compared to what black people, native people and people of color have to endure while existing in the United States. And if what I've written ruins your childhood because you somehow thought your favorite animated TV show was a haven for racism and you're shocked to learn otherwise, (laughs) then firstly, I would say you didn't pay close attention to the themes of sport in that show. And secondly, having your childhood ruined is also called growing up. That's becoming an adult, I sincerely believe you can do it. You can start today. It's a long, slow, uncomfortable process, and I'm still in the middle of it myself. So, uh, yeah, I really did love those words from Mike. Of, of, uh, I mean, I loved all the words, but he says, <laughs> uh, I'll re that. I think it's funny, because it's, it's true. And if any of what I've written ruins your childhood, he put in quotations, ruins your childhood, because you somehow thought your favorite animated TV show was a haven for racism, and you're shocked to learn otherwise. And firstly, I would say you didn't pay very close attention to the themes of sport in that show.
0: I have a, I was going to say, I would have, I think you'd have to try really hard to force the show's message the wrong direction <laughs> really hard <Yeah. laughs>
1: um and it's funny because the I really wish I could like interview Mike and Brian because you know we've talked about before about the specific scene when Zuko's confronting his father he says like you know growing up we were taught that Fire Nation was the greatest civilization on earth and like and our war was a way of sharing our successful world what a credible lie that is like the world hates us um and I feel like what Mike says what Brian says here is like the fairy tales we were fed growing up in white America create a very real, very, very destructive and very deadly reality for millions of our fellow citizens and humans. Like that is to me that's like a one for one thing. Like I I feel like his wording there wasn't unintentional when they were writing that episode.
0: He was very deliberate and forethought of a force insightful forethoughtful. well it applied then too i wasn't really thinking ahead as much as just america in general even at that time um i'm going i'd like to i hope this is a the point where you are okay with me doing this i'm gonna say that like the two the two biggest things or, or takeaways i would have from all this is that remember that there's more, there's a lot of ways that you can help and contribute and to build on the momentum that has been has been created. I know sometimes it seems like it's either just protest or social media, and that those are your choices, but it's not. There's there's so many ways that you can that you can contribute and build on the great momentum that has been uh, built based on recent events. And then number two, and maybe more importantly, and it's like the the absolute absolute bare minimum and maybe the most impactful thing that i've seen reach and touch people um is just remember that it's not enough to be non-racist uh it's not enough to just be ambivalent and in your own world and think hey it's not part of me and i'm not bothering anybody you actively the bare minimum is to actively go be anti-racist um and try to end what is a uh, try to end a problem and then somebody shared a meme the other day, and it hit me because I always like the part. But in the Lord of the Rings movie, where uh, Mary and Pippin are trying to convince the the tree people to come fight in the war, and he, I'm gonna butcher it, they like say it doesn't concern them or something like that, and he says, "But like, you're part of this world," and it's real touching. And he says it, and he screams, and gets me all, gets me all excited. I think that's in the Two Towers. Um, I don't know I thought that was very moving, but anyway. I'm 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 going on a tangent here, but in short, uh there are a lot of ways to help and a lot of ways to contribute And to to end racism and the bare minimum number one place to start is to be anti-racist, not just non-racist.
1: Yeah. Totally agree. Um so I, hope to ch- I hope that's where you wanted to I
0: hope that's where you wanted to chip in the 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 heavy part of the episode. I hope that's where you wanted to take that here. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah I mean that's that's as heavy as I as I carry it because I feel like about I, I man yeah you know could live these things every day it's hard um you know like, but you know that the race talk isn't a myth mm-hmm. right like my my parents had it with me their parents had it with them I have it with with my daughter you know I got to explain like and I'm pretty blunt with her she's like you know we're watching the news you're like why are they rioting why are they protesting um and I'm like well because of this and this and this because a, a cop and this is my seven-year-old daughter because because a, a cop killed a black man just because he was black um, and then and the you know the sad thing is uh we're watching TV and someone wore the shirt you know I can't breathe uh, they're showing basketball she's like oh they must make those shirts because of, of uh, you know that guy who said I can't breathe who the cops killed and I said actually that's from like 2014 because <laughs> another person was killed by cops, and that person said, I can't breathe. She's like, So they've done this before? I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, um, so, uh, you know, things are. Imagine
0: having to break that. I'm saying, Imagine to not you, because obviously you did, but I can't imagine <laughs> having to break this to a seven year old human, and then, like, it's just heartbreaking to think about, but um,
1: yeah, I, I don't know how I'm. Yeah, so why it's Avatar-related is because uh, I think if you know if Mike and Brian want which want to I don't know make more positive depictions of Black people in the media, which I'm not saying they have to do at all, because Avatar is a really diverse show. They, they excluded all white people from, from the show. But I'm saying if they wanted to add in a couple you know Black characters, they could they could do that. And I think they could if they did that. You know, in my fan cast, I made Jet. Uh, like like black, like, not not, although jet black makes sense. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Did you
0: have you thought of that before? Is this the first time that crossed your mind?
1: uh, Because the first time it crossed crossed my my mind. mind. Yeah, um, yeah. So they they could they could do that. Um, they can make other characters. But if I was them, I would make. 'Cause I still wanna, you know, have so much respect for the Asian culture that they did there. I think if you're gonna make any characters if you wanna change the race of any character, I think they should come from the Earth Kingdom because the Earth Kingdom is so vast that it makes sense that it's kind of a low hanging fruit for where there would just be opportunity. Yeah. Like I cast Morgan Freeman as Boomy. <laughs> because Let's do it. he looks a lot. Um a lot of people, you know. He's, you know, for too, white people, he's almost uh, like I, too
0: muted of a personality for Boomy though, I feel like
1: but that would that would let him stretch. Uh, to me, that would be the fun part. Let of him stretch. Seeing him jumps. be, yeah. Someone recommended. Um, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. Uh, dang it! Someone recommended um, the guy who plays Green Goblin on Spider Man.
0: Willem Dafoe.
1: Willem Dafoe for King Boomy. I'm like, holy crap, that's genius because he has that sort of like gravelly voice or gravelly high voice that like he can he can do it'll be, it'll be so boomy
0: yeah but he i have a really hard time separating him from like he's always crazy bad to me he's never crazy good like he's always kind yeah, of no, the true. out there he bad guy because, yeah. i mean i shouldn't tab cast but i don't know I, whatever i'd watch it <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> um yeah so all right so we'll go over uh, some other changes that we think could possibly happen within the show. Sean, have you thought about any other changes besides changing the characters uh, social orientation or or race?
0: Only what you mentioned in your video, and I gave your video a rewatch watch uh, a couple hours before we started here, which I w- we will definitely make sure that's the top video. Oh my goodness, sorry. We'll make sure that's the top video in the description. Um, but I don't know that I have anything else to add other than that I was pretty interested to have these two specific Subject matter talks with you about uh, changing a sexual orientation or adding adding uh, more black people or more race in general.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I think the biggest thing I would like to see change um, is just make like a couple things. One, just make Fire Lord Oza a little bit more dynamic of a character. I still want him evil for evil's sake, but I want him like, I don't know, to be like maybe really smart. Like you know, he he feels like he needs to uh, use machines and stuff, get rid of the spiritual mojo aspect stuff of of the world, and dive even more into machines and stuff that would put him in opposition to to Iro. Um, that makes him a little more calculating, a little bit more uh, ingenious with his like inventions and stuff like that. I still want him evil for evil's sake. Like, I don't want a redemption arc for <laughs> for Ozai. He doesn't deserve it.
0: They already they they already touch on it a little bit. Uh... It may not be quite as far as interesting as yours, but a little heavier on some of the political aspects of of cultural expansion, I guess. Cultural that sounds too nice. Um, imperialism, I guess. Yeah. But some some more hard politics in there. Uh, they touch on it a little bit, or Zuko touches on it a little bit at a minimum. So they could explore that further. I know it's something that feels tangible and relatable to real life and real history.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, another, I think, really important thing to do, which we talked about briefly, is I think Aang definitely needs... Aang, Aang doesn't have a, a character arc, really. And I know a lot of people are like, what the hood? Because um, <laughs> character arcs, I think you, you deal with... Uh, the character deals with the lie that they tell themselves. Aang doesn't really do that. Like, Aang's lie that he tells himself before is like, I don't want to be the Avatar. I'm not the Avatar. Well, episode three... He comes to terms with that. That's not like a huge story figure. Uh, but that's okay. Not every character needs a character arc. And so if you're not going to have a character arc, though, you need to have uh, more influence on everyone else around you. So I would like you know, Aang to put be more of an influence on the, on the characters around them, changing them, molding their character arcs, like whether it's Zuko, um, whether this whole world, right? Like that final battle that we talked about before, Aang is dealing with should he kill the Fire Lord or not for his own Reasons, I was gonna say selfish reasons, but, but they're a little selfish. um <laughs> uh For his own selfish reasons, but should his decision be more so because he feels like the world doesn't need that? He feels like the world needs, instead of uh, an all powerful, smiting avatar, the world needs a loving avatar. It's funny because it sounds very biblical in that sense. Like, <laughs> instead of Old Testament, the world needs New Testament. Um, <laughs> I think uh,
0: I feel like I'm about to commit sacrilege here. You know, first I will say I do. I, well, it gets worse. And, no, I I agree that Aang doesn't have the greatest character arc, but I will say that he he eventually develops another lie or another sort of conflict that he has to overcome within himself when he is fighting that battle between, uh, you know, basically everything from the Guru onward, where he under where he feels like he has to choose between, uh, you know loving Katara and being a good avatar or, or uh, you know, killing... being... what? What? How am I trying to say this? Acting as a channel to the spirit world or the... what's the word that they use? I keep wanting to say ambassador of the spirit world, isn't that right? But bridge? The bridge between two worlds and also being of this world. Like, there's that constant dynamic and I think a lot of his arc later on comes from that. But I also think his arc in the movie is is at least like more visible and stretched out. It actually it actually is. And that's really hard weird. to say um, out that. <laughs> it, it at least it, at a minimum I mean, there's like a there's like a begin and an end to his art there, in a an way that, with offers that though, right. I'm not saying and it's I, good. I, I just
1: And I remember seeing M Knight try to defend this, which <sighs> I get it. Um because he had Aang able to go into the Avatar state like that. Um, there was no ocean spirit and stuff like that, and he was like, "Well, one thing they already did this in a, they already did like a big giant fish monster thing in a Miyazaki film." And he didn't want to repeat that, and he and he was like, "Well, Aang needs to go on an arc here, and and M my defense, Aang doesn't go on a real arc in season one, because um, he doesn't go on any arc, but that's he doesn't have to go on an, an arc, um, but." Because it goes on that it's, and also, so now I'm going to go against M. Knight. That negates the growth later into like mastering the avatar state, things like that. Like, imagine if Aang. Oh, we should be on this. Like, what if he? No, maybe we shouldn't, because then <laughs> it's making the movie valid. Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I regretted bringing it up even here, but I was like, oh, you know gosh. what, Did we we should. It, we it's should. important though that we talk. That if we can't have uncomfortable <laughs> conversations here
1: how how would the sequels be that's what the because if ang already mastered the avatar state it becomes once you master the avatar state that's game over you're the most powerful thing in the world and you can access it like that
0: i would agree to do those videos with you but on the one contingency being that <laughs> they became like the direct to tv movies like different director direct to tv like we got a whole world of changes that we can make like the 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 quintessential crappy cash grab sequel direct to tv mm, okay. style that is the contingency and if we can do that then yeah i'll do that video with you got <laughs> the whole world of schlocky possibility at our fingertips
1: uh, uh,
0: but i do you um, know i do think i disagree to uh, in a little bit just in that ang does have more arc and i still don't know how i want to word it but kind of Trying to break out of the dichotomy between trying to be a good avatar and be a good air nomad, or uh, well, he
1: doesn't change though. Well, he
0: doesn't change, he kind
1: of he he deals, he he deals with the
0: He kind of breaks the whole mold, he kind of does his own brand new thing. It is the change, like the whole time he's trying to decide one or the other, feel out one or the other, and in the end, he just like, nope, I'm gonna do it my way, actually. Oh, yeah, but maybe not. um, the point is that um, Aang does not have a real standard, like, you gotta, it's, Zuko's the quintessential arc, and then <laughs> Aang's got, like, no real arc. There's no real up upward yeah. momentum
1: throughout. I agree with that part. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, and I think uh, the only other thing that I would want that some people don't want is just more Iroh, more backstory of Iroh. i want gonna see the Sun die
0: it sounded really dark, but I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more Iroh, you know, I suppose there would be like, we could probably pick certain side, you know, like, would it be great to hear a little more of what Haru and Jet have done off-screen or things like that, like side characters that are generally popular and entertaining um, to get a little more of their backstory if time permitted. Um, I'm always game for that kind of stuff, even if I don't like Jet. I still want to see more. Uh, but you're getting... Getting quite a ways down into the weeds there. Yeah. Either way. We uh, was... yeah, but
1: I think that's pretty much it.
0: Um, I wanted to make sure we covered it all because I may have interrupted you on accident. But when talking about adding, uh, potentially adding race. And we just, we briefly touched on the Earth Nation for, for adding race in general. I don't know if there's any other thoughts you had on there that I might have accidentally cut off.
1: Uh, No not really um
0: so i I know it kind of counts if i I was
1: casting i I would make i would make boomy black and jet black and um i had this thing where i made stephen colbert the earth king oh that's a little weird um might be uh confrontational there not confrontational (laughs) um whatever word i can think of um but just because i think stephen colbert looks like the earth king um, a lot of people want Nicolas Cage for Toph's dad because he Ooh. does look like him. If you look it up, if you just look uh, at it, I don't they need just to look, look a lot it up. Light.
0: I know my mom is maybe the largest Nicolas Cage fan. Um, but just, if, you just just wish it, if you just Google,
1: if you just Google the picture, you're like, oh crap, yeah, oh, it does look like Nicolas no. Cage. Toph, what, <laughs>
0: where? I. It's a terrible impression. Don't ever repeat that.
1: No, that's a much better impression than I would have done.
0: I, I tell you, I'm a huge. Wait, let me rephrase it. I'm not a huge Nicolas Cage fan, but I buy multiple Nicolas Cage products every year for a birthday and a Christmas and a Mother's Day and every other holiday in which one would give his mother a gift. It's always Nicolas Cage something or other. I was, uh, I, I know it kind of like it's essentially white people, but I was trying to find a way to incorporate like Australian, like pure outback, just great accents, <laughs> voices. I, I just and my first thought was maybe the swamp people can the swamp people be yeah. Australian? I just I yeah, the, this is uh, some of that voice acting in
1: there. Gosh, I feel like saying something, but it's such a cliche. It? No, it no, what Sokka Saka? What we... have involves Saka and his boomerang? But
0: <laughs> I just thought <laughs> I was sorry. honestly thinking, which you know what? There's probably Australians that are like Sean. This in itself is ignorant. But I was like australia crocodile hunter swamp people and so that's probably not a good way to think okay doing that but in my head it sounded entertaining so let's do this uh no that i didn't have anything else to add i was just afraid i uh like had interrupted and accidentally moved the conversation when we weren't done but earth earth kingdom in general is the easiest choice to like Add more to I mean, landmass wise, what it's like seventy percent of the total physical land <laughs> available. It yeah. ain't even fair. Like, how did the Earth Kingdom not take over the Fire Nation? <laughs> Just too spread out to like maintain a singular like, strong defensive structure or something. I don't know. And they're, they're but they're earthbenders. That should be like the best defensive mechanism that you could have would be earthbending. Wouldn't it? Like you have an endless supply of Walls. I don't know what else to say.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think I think technology had a lot
0: to do with it. I know it, but, yeah. Uh, well, good thoughts, and you know what? It wouldn't, not that, again, not that we're saying that Brian and Michael would do any of this, but it wouldn't surprise, I don't think, us, and maybe most Avatar fans, I don't think it'd surprise any of us if they came out with know, any of the things we just said or something totally off the wall that we weren't even thinking of. And then we looked back and appreciated just how awesome that was. So, yeah. Right. Good luck, Brian and Michael. We're setting expectations real high for you. And I'm sorry about that. Not too sorry, but a little sorry. <laughs> and, uh, well, in that case, any other points you want to touch on in particular? Nope. Me neither. Uh, but thanks for sitting with us through this episode here. Um if you, can't, if you can't have some uncomfortable conversations or take the right positive lessons away from this show or within this podcast, well, uh, something's, something's wrong. So thanks for having these talks with us. We know things are crazy out there. In the meantime, Chris, looking forward to watching Legend of Korra and I keep resisting the urge. Every Every day I see it and I'm like, I could watch that right now, but I'm not going to do it because I'm going to finish the comics, even though that means reading books. But soon... I just wanted to put it up here because, like, soon we will hop onto, like, a regular Korra schedule. But I can think of at least, I don't know, like, three, four other episodes, depending on how we want to split the comics before we get to that point. So I'm getting pretty excited. Good.
1: I've already started my rewatch of it because I I can't... Wait, I can't... I, I watch Korra and Avatar too frequently for this podcast, for me not to just lap <laughs> myself watching it.
0: I want to I want to retain some, some innocence, so I'm going to try really hard not yeah, to. Yeah, no, you should wait. You should wait. I really... Oh. Savor it. Savor, Savor it. it. There is another part where another John Mulaney, Oh, when we were talking about uh, somebody being gay that does When you were talking about Sokka being gay, but that it didn't necessarily feel right to his character, and I was thinking of John Mulaney um and it's a bit like john mulaney gay question mark i talking in google <laughs> he's talking about well because he he's like you get married and then they wouldn't say it anymore they'd still say it <laughs> um so yeah thanks for sitting with us to this episode i uh, hope you enjoy some more of these kind of one-offs and eventually some comic episodes for get to legend cora i will do my best to wait and i'm going to keep reading those comics so far so good on that front in the meantime, my name is Sean Taylor. That's Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. And don't forget we have social... Well, you clearly haven't forgotten because we actually have people like on our Facebook page. So Last Podcasters or last underscore podcasters at Instagram and Twitter and a Facebook page called Avatar The Last Podcasters. Soon to be the great divide. Thank you for watching us today. <laughs> and we will talk to you next week. Have a great week. you <laughs>